Have you ever wondered, you know, if you're running a business, you might be in a business at the moment or you're thinking about kicking off a business, what are the things that you can do? What events can take place within the business without you even knowing that may increase your risk of exposure to a bankruptcy event or to something terrible happening with your business? If you have and you want clarity on that, then check out what I'm going to share with you now. So this is the third video of the bankruptcy series that I wanted to share some information on. What I'm going to go through in this particular video is some of the things to be aware of within your business when you're operating that you may not be aware of it, but could actually end up increasing your risk in relation to a bankruptcy event or to you know, putting your personal assets uh, under threat. So what I'm going to talk about is some of the things, and that's what I've learned from my past experience in having been bankrupt before. And these could be, uh, I just want to share with you some of the tips and uh, uh, some information. Uh, and it's better to be aware of that. And that'll make it a lot uh, clearer for you to understand what things can increase the likelihood of a, a risk event like that taking place. Okay, so in the previous episode, I talked a little bit about structures and getting your structure set up properly. And the idea behind that was by setting up your structures correctly, uh, you can actually create uh, protection from your personal assets and your business assets. Now, in this uh, episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about things that can take place during the case of operating a business that can actually increase your exposure to risk and potentially uh, which might end up in a default, and that's what can potentially lead you to a, a bankruptcy event. And I'm just going to go through some of the things that are not that obvious if you're not aware of it, and I'm just going to highlight some of these and share some information with you on these different points. The first thing to be aware of is if you obtain credit from suppliers for materials or services, uh, one of the things they, that normally they do is they'll give you an application form, a credit application form. And when you complete a credit application form, uh, there's details on it. And often we don't read the details. But a lot of times what they incorporate in this form is a personal guarantee or a director's guarantee. That's really important to be aware of that. When you're looking at any of these forms, when you sign something, take the time to go through it. Anything, if there's any indication of a director's guarantee or a personal guarantee, to obtain credit, you can still sign the form, but cross those sections out. Do not provide personal guarantees or director's guarantees to any supplier's accounts. It, it'll never become an issue, but if something goes wrong and for some reason your business is in a situation where it can't pay those debts, then they have the right to come back to you as an individual, as a person, um, to recover those debts and ask you to pay them out. So that's number one. Look very closely at any forms that you apply for, which relates to a supply agreements. The second area, which uh, is is a key area, and this is a decision to make, but being conscious of it, is that when you obtain any credit facility, this could be with a bank, for example, credit cards, uh, an overdraft facility, even when you purchase a vehicle with finance, any of the times that you do that, typically they will want uh, guarantees from yourself and personal guarantees, both for, from yourself and potentially other directors or other owners of the business. Now, that's not an issue. It's important to be aware. It's un It's very unusual that um, a bank will provide finance or you can get a credit card without 
a personal guarantee. Obviously, this will depend on where you're based, which country you're in, and how the laws work in your own country. But it's a thing that will normally take place. So when you do an application form, there's lots of terms and conditions. And part of that is that you, as an individual, uh, even if it's a corporate a company account for a credit card, it might be an Amex card or a MasterCard or a, a small overdrive facility, you will be personally responsible and liable for that. It's pretty hard to get uh, credit uh, in that form of credit without providing a personal guarantee, but you do need to be aware that if you do that, then there's a risk area for for you and the business, as opposed to, uh, for example, if you if you owe money to suppliers and creditors, they don't have recourse on you directly. So that's important to understand. As long as nothing goes wrong in that area, you know you're you're fairly well protected and you're safe. But anything that you sign, any personal guarantees or directors' guarantees that you give within your business, uh, will enable that person or that company to have recourse onto you in the event that your business is unable to pay those debts. So be aware of that. It's it's a it's a part of business, but just be conscious of that and you have to determine your own level of risk and what you're comfortable with. And what I talked about in the previous episode was about not necessarily holding a lot of assets in your own personal name. And that's another way of sort of managing some of that risk. If you want to find out how you can build your own ideal business and your own ideal life, head to the show notes and follow the links to take our ideal business quiz, which will give your business a score on how ideal your business is to date. Highlighting your current strengths and areas to work on to make your business more ideal for you. Or you can simply go to www.invisbiz.com, that's with two Z's instead of S's, and get your score after the episode. Now, back to Paul. And, and the third thing that takes place in business that can increase risk significantly is events that just take place that are totally outside your control. Uh, and the way to really be able to control or have an element of control of these uh, type of events that may take place is using insurance. Uh, and often we have a go at insurance. I know we pay a ton of premiums. We're paying so much money on premiums. You know, I don't even know how much money as bi- across my businesses that I'm paying on insurance premiums. It's substantial every year. But I do know that it's a very important part of the risk management process. And whether it relates to issues of embezzlement or fraud. And we've been hacked, for example. Uh, we've had uh, denial of service, sort of hacks from some companies in China on our websites, which caused a bit of chaos. Uh, we lost some revenue around that. We've had incidences where we've had people trying to pass invoices off as valid invoices, which they weren't. There's even, at the moment, there's a lot of uh, spam emails that are coming out which come from the CEO to your CFO, your accountant, saying, oh, can you transfer this money? Look all legitimate. Uh, I know people that have actually transferred that money. And most of these type of events that take place can be managed and covered off in insurance. And the best way to think about insurance is it's anything that reduces risk in your business, then it reduces the likelihood of any of these type of um events, you know, financial risk events taking place. And insurance definitely forms part of that toolbox. And if you're not sure what your risk is in your business and where your exposure lies, I'd really recommend getting an insurance broker, uh, a referral to an insurance broker, because they can actually do an, an overview of your business and have a look at what's going on and share with you some insights into some of the insurances that may be appropriate 
for you and for your business in relation to risk side of things. The other thing to keep a really close eye on with your business and to see how things are tracking, and that's why statistics are very important, is to make sure that uh, if you're you're falling behind in relation to, for example, paying your tax, uh, maybe your VAT or GST, that, that's what we call it in Australia, or sales tax, uh, your creditor terms, you're sort of struggling to pay your creditor terms. These are all um, signals that your business is struggling from a cash flow point of view, and that could lead to a bit of a, uh, an issue or an event taking place. So it's really important to keep an eye on those things. And often what I've found when I've been in those sorts of situations is really understanding where your position is in relation to your cash, your overall situation, and then having open and clear communications with the people that you owe money to. Uh, because most of the people, are, you know, if they've been in business, they understand it. So open and clear communication is a really important part of the process. And sometimes being able to uh, make it through a particular scene where things are a bit tight, cash flow has been a bit difficult for whatever reason, um, You looking at your suppliers as part of your team and being able to help you through that process. And I've done that in the past and it's worked really effectively. What that requires is really clear, open communication, which is really, really important. And so open, clear communication with anyone that uh, you owe money to. That will uh, enable you to build good relationships, which is good for long-term sustainable business growth, but also it'll enable you to, in the situations where times may, may be a bit tough, to be able to contact people, just pick up the phone and have a conversation. So anything that particularly uh, relates to financial risk and financial risks can lead to uh, risks to you personally, they're the things to consider managing carefully. And one of the most important uh, sort of management processes when you're in business is to, uh, when you have a surplus of cash and you've had a good month or a good quarter, uh, is to actually set aside some cash. And I talk about that a lot in uh, my financial stability process of how to manage cash flow, uh, set aside cash for future or for unforeseen events. That's another way to stay a little bit safeguarded against things that might take place a little bit outside your control. They will happen. If you're in business, things happen. We know that. And things often happen that we really hadn't planned or we've got no clear understanding of, but they will happen. That's just the way it is. Whether it's market events that take place or legislative changes or things that take place in your particular niche or marketplace, these events do take place and being prepared for them by actually having reserves and understanding that uh, these events can take place at any time will reduce the stress and also reduce your exposure and your risk in the event that things don't quite go right. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Hopefully that shared some insights into how to uh, keep your risks and exposure to yourself personally tight. And as always, you know, having a really good dashboard or statistics tracking system will enable you to have a clear picture on what's going on and where things are heading, which will make all the difference when you're, when you're not sure about where, where something's heading or if there's some potential threat to you. Thanks for joining me. I'll look forward to catching up with you at the next episode.